episode 403. Thank you all for listening to episode 402. New World Organization, brother. I am Brother Gary. Here's my co-host. Oh, Brother Bear. Brother Dub. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love? You said brother Love? Brother Dub. <laughs> kind of close to Brother Love. He's going to be when we go take over WWE, when you're the new... Uh, you're the new Vince McMahon, you know, paying off $3 million to each person. <laughs> and I'll be the new, Johnny, hey, hey, Bear, are your shoulders okay? They look great tonight. Thanks. Thanks. Get the fuck out. <laughs> is, is it, is, did it, was Cody correct? Was it Joy Giovanni? Was that one of them? I think it was. That Probably. Is, I mean. Yeah, Wouldn't I be mean, surprising. At least Vince picked a good one. <laughs> I don't think he's picking trash. I mean, he'd never pick trash, but I, yeah, she was, she was top notch. She's a 10, fucking 10. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it to be, I was waiting for like names and stuff to come out. I, one of them was an executive, I think, or whatever, their assistant, but I was hoping that it was going to be like, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's not, not surprising. Yeah, Trish. Sonny, oh God! See, I knew it was never Trish. Um, like I think that she was. I think she would have been past that. I don't think she would let that happen. Lita, though, I could have seen Lita. Well, you know, it's still Sonny. He's just got to get her a pack of Newports and a fucking shower, and she's she's set. (laughs) That's all he's got to pay. I was watching um ninety six Survivor or yeah ninety six Survivor series um today, and um she came on commentary and said how uh, something about how righteous and pure she was. And Jared goes, yeah, I guess there, that whole thing about telling the truth and broadcasting isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Well, as we roll into this episode, we got to thank some people. So thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Wear Clothing, the first sponsor of Over the Line Podcast. Mention Over the Line Podcast when you go to allworkclothing.com and Brandon will hook you up with that deal. Thank you to Crandall Squad and Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. St. Andrews, Scotland. Is it, are you sure it's not Ireland? Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Idiot. Thank you, Sean. Uh, thank you to Sporty Steve, the uh, biggest financial supporter of our show. It was good to see him at episode while well, the celebration of episode 400 when we watched WWE and UFC. Always nice to see him and Mrs. Sparty. So thank you, Sparty Kelly, for also showing up as well. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. It is Amazon Prime Day, so you should get to Amazon and get Connell's book. Dating sucks, but you don't. Maybe a Prime Day deal may not be. We don't know. But the only way you'll find out is if you get on Amazon Prime and Amazon and get his book, Dating Sucks, But You Don't. And in the meantime, make sure you get to datingtransformation.com and get that free consultation from Connell. All right, we're going to find out right now. Dating Sucks, But You Don't. Does not look like it's, well, 22% off on the uh, you, on the Kindle edition. There you go. And it looked like um, you're saving two seventy with a coupon if you get a paperback. So it'd be the perfect time to do it right now. Still $0 audio. And delivered by Saturday. 209 ratings and five stars. Mm -mm -mm. That's a solid book right there. A high quality digital reading experience. Man, where, yeah, where's. uh, Click on some of those reviews. Click on some of those reviews right there. Right here. 
I think if you click the 209 right in the middle there, you should. should. Oh, there we go. Let's, let's check the reviews for Dating Sucks, but you don't. Look at that. 89% five-star. 89% five. That's, that's top-notch right there. Here, go ahead, Bear. Get us a couple of these. Okay, E.Tar. Easy to read. Not only is the advice in the book top-notch, it is formatted in a way that makes it easy to find the information that will be most helpful in any giving dating situation and read the parts that are most relevant. It is definitely a guide that can keep you hand, it can keep handy to reference time and again the current dating world from confidence building to online dating, first dates, true romance, and so much more. Everything you need to be successful is in here. Look at that. And That's then uh, from Leslie, find another one. From <laughs> Leslie, what's that? So that one's too long. Find another one. <laughs> so I was going to read this one. Leslie C, buy it. If you're a great man and desire a beautiful romantic relationship, this book may be your best tutor. I'm a woman and I can't help being impressed by how on point the author is about women. Starting from chapter one, what women want. Was, is he is he starring in the new uh, in the reboot of uh, Mel Gibson's old What Women Want? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have, to see. We'll have to find out. I've watched a few interviews and learned some of his point of views about relationship in general, and I believe what his book teaches goes far beyond romantic relationships because some of the concepts it teaches inspire deep thinking on the nature the nature human relationships as a whole. That's the angle through which I'm reading this book, and I can well relate to it even as a woman. The narratives in the book are very personal and easy to read. The stories are fun and very telling. And my partner kept wondering what I was reading when seeing me nodding, chuckling, and underlining words and sentences. Time goes by really fast when I read through the passages. And Vanity Fairs isn't lying when it tells you the book is smart, funny, and practical as F. Vanity Fairs wouldn't lie about something like that. Yeah. See, uh, there you go. Amazon customer. What's that? an Amazon customer. That's a good one right there below. I was, I was looking up at uh, CC. Yeah, CC. CC. Dating in NYC is tough. I'd say if you can make it here, you can make it everywhere. Apply to not just work, but dating as well. My friend couldn't stop raving about this book, so I thought I'd check it out. Even the book is written for men. As a woman, I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. <laughs> it says Cornell. It should be Connell. That is a uh, 100% um, misspelled. Autocorrect. Yeah, is a renowned dating coach, the real life hitch. He shares his own dating experiences and valuable insights and perspectives from working with many clients. He showed you all the ropes, how to be confident and appealing being you and how to treat the ladies right with respect. Yes, that's super important. The book was fun, funny, hilarious, and while showing the essential aspects and components and foundation of what a real intimate relationship should have, I specifically love chapter one, two, and 13. I bought several copies for my girlfriends and a few for the young men I mentored. Highly recommend this book to men at any age and women. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, congrats to Connell, man. That's just awesome. I mean, we've been talking about this book before it even came out. And to see all these reviews from people, they just, they love the book. And um, you can just see a couple. I really enjoyed Connell's book and bought a copy after hearing him be interviewed about it on a podcast episode immediately. I connected with the struggles he identifies in the dating realms these days where people believe they aren't perfect enough for high value people and end up settling. Connell really writes the book well with various stories of his own from various clients or other people he knows. It's such an incredible resource of a book. Nice. Well, congrats to Connell. Congrats to Connell on all he's doing and the book and get out there. If you haven't bought it already, you heard, these are, these are reviews right off Amazon. We read them right to you. 
get out there, get the book. We gave a few away. I think obviously it, it, it helped our, it helped our local parent get back with the person that he was dating. He had separated from her at the time. We give him the book and then bam, he's back with her, understands women, what the women want. And now he's respected when he's on the road working, doing his life things. And and he, he just told me, and I'm not even, I'm not lying. I'm not joking, not fabricating any of this. Talked to him yesterday and he's on his way back. He's going to be home tomorrow. He's been gone for a month, like a little over a month. And he said, she's been so supportive of him and it just makes him, respect her so he has learned a lot from just not only the book but i mean all of us too but just really cool to see that he's in a good spot and with his professional life and his personal life and i know that book helped as well so thanks Connell. good very good well maybe we can get him a book on how to make golf picks because <laughs> yeah, he his last two or three out of five that he's picked um have all missed the cut along with the two that he missed so He's on a cold streak here, and usually he's been pretty hot in golf um, the last couple of years. He's been up there. Um, but we were at the Scottish Open last week, the Genesis Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club, and I finally got my first win of the year. Finally was Xander. Xander is on fire right now, man. He won the Travelers. He won the uh, Pro-Am that they had and now has won the Scottish Open. So he is going to be – he uh, definitely became one of the top golfers now. Favorite. Son of a – Bitch, I picked him last year. <laughs> yep, that was your pick last year. Um, definitely, though, one of the um, one of the favorites now coming into this week. He was he was probably about top ten up there, but now I think he moved into top three with his recent hot performance here. And I would imagine his hot play is going to stay at St Andrews, um, the oldest, the old course this week, the Open Championship. Um, one of the probably best, if not the best, golf courses in the entire world. Um, make sure you catch a little bit of this tournament being over in Scotland. It's going to be on early, um, but still not early, you know, that early to where, you know, your, your final rounds and leaders will be coming through probably at about like uh, noon or so on Saturday, Sunday. So make sure you can sit down and watch some of it because this is one of the best courses, if not the best in the entire world. Um, it, personally for me, it would be tough if someone said, Hey, you had to either play Augustus or St. Andrew's old course, where would you play? That'd be that'd be a tough one if I finally get to pick one. So, but I would probably lean more towards St. Andrews, definitely. Um, so it should be a great tournament this week. A lot of high scores at St. Andrews, though it's it can be tough with wind. It's wide open. It is on the water. Um, it is still a wide open course. If you can avoid water and you can keep the ball in a decent area, you're not going to be in much trouble. Um, you know, it's very hilly, but it's very wide open. Go ahead, Dub. I was going to say, don't forget about those bunkers. Yes, you got to avoid the pot bunkers. Um, Hideki Matsuyama today in a practice round I saw on Twitter, um, he was up against a lip and actually used a putter to put back to the middle of the bunker to chip out. So, yeah, it's I mean, it's it's crazy if you get into those. But if you can avoid them um, and you can stay close to the hole, um, these greens are also I mean, we're talking 150 foot greens. I mean, this is. You could literally have a 150-foot putt on these greens. Um, that just doesn't happen anywhere. So enjoy the Lynx play. It's going to be fun. I think Rory McIlroy is actually the favorite for this tournament, um, but it, it, it's going to be a good one. It's going to go, The person who's going to win is going to make a bunch of birdies. That's what, that's what happens here at St. Andrews. It, it just is what it is. 
if you look over the last few years, I think um, Louie won at 15 under, Tigers won at 20 under, um, Zach Johnson won at 15 under in a playoff, I think um, the last time back in 2015 over Leishman and uh, I can't remember, um, maybe Spieth, might have been Leishman and Spieth. But um, yeah, it's this is a fun course, so you got to sit down and at least watch a little bit of golf this weekend because this is going to be a, an awesome tournament. A lot of the big names should rise to the top, and um, we'll see what old Eldrick can do this week. Uh, he did already say in some interviews, though, this will not be his last Open. He's not going to retire, um, so that's that's good news. Happy to hear that, dude. And I'm sh- I know you saw the picture of his leg, just unreal. Like, I mean, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have a leg. He shouldn't, he got lucky. He should not even have a leg. He shouldn't even be playing golf. Um, so the fact that he not only has walked and made the cut at the masters walked and made the cut at the PGA, um, and is also has been walking quite a bit, but, uh, is going to play one of his greatest courses that he has succeeded on here, uh, many times before, um, that should be scary for the competition because it is still tiger woods. And if he's got one more in him. It could certainly be this week, no doubt about it. So yep. it should be a good week. But back to last week, um, Xander got me my first win of the year, finally, the professional golf expert, allegedly, so to say, got my first win um, with about eight weeks left in the year. Tommy Fleawood for both Gary Gray and Cody got fours. Um, almost, <laughs> he made the cut by one stroke. Um, Dude, he, he, I didn't think he was going to make well. it. Uh, he was not playing well on Friday, um, missed a few putts. Made a clutch one on nine, which was his 18th, um, to be within the cut line and then put together two great rounds on the weekend. So a lot of people are going to be on Fleetwood this week. Um, Dub took Ryan Fox, which is what we talked about. Of I was kind of hoping he'd miss the cut so people would be off him this week. He had a solid showing of 47. Um, played, a few, played two good rounds and played two poor rounds. So if he can put four together, he's going to be up there on the leaderboard this week. But a guy who has made the cut at St. Andrews before, knows the open championship well and Morikawa very surprisingly missed the cut. Um, the dude who won the open, he is the defending champion coming into this year. So, um, surprising he missed it, the Scottish, but you know, it's, he's going to be prepping for St. Andrews. He's not going to be prepping for that. So I expect to see Morikawa probably, uh, top 10 this week, but unfortunately for Parrot missed the cut last week. Gray, nope. you're on everybody still, but I gained three spots on you. So I'll take that as a win. Yeah, I'm still, uh, I just looked 245 points ahead with seven weeks to go. Um, anything could happen. I'm just sitting here real quick watching NXT and I see Solo Sokoa and I'm like, that looks like an Uso. And I just get online. Yep, it's the younger Uso brother. I'm like, I just not call him Solo Uso. You know, like everybody knows. I didn't know there was a third one. Oh, dude, he looks just like him. Like, looks just like him. And then they just look sober. And yeah, and then uh, to confirm what you said about the tickets going on sale, they do go on sale Friday. So that just popped up too in a commercial. So there we go. My my pick. Uh, we we discussed it last week. I announced it last week. He's going off at uh, twenty two to one this week. So he is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth favorite in this uh, twenty two to one. Give me Sugar Shane Lowry. And I think he won in 18, 18 or nineteen. Um, wasn't at this course, but he did win. Yeah, no, he is an open champion. Um, that was his first and only major championship win was at the open. I think it was at Royal St. George, maybe in 18. I want to say I can't, 
I don't remember exactly, but I think it is 18. Um, with myself being next, I'm going to go Cam Smith. Uh, we kind of talked about it last week. And I'm going to say it again. You need a guy who can make a lot of birdies and Cam Smith can make a lot of birdies. Um, he had a decent showing. He finished about, I think, 47th or so in, at the Scottish Open. Not a big links player, but again, this course is open. He can keep it there. If his putter heats up, watch out for Cam Smith. He could easily post low, low numbers this week. All right. Uh, Cody's at work. Dub? <laughs> we'll get his pick by Thursday morning. Uh, make sure you get it early Thursday morning. Uh, can you scroll for a second? All right. I wasn't sure if I took him. I will take the favorite this week. I'll take Rory. Good pick. Very good pick. Don't worry. He's gonna he's gonna be on the leaderboard after Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He's gonna choke Sunday. Yeah, probably. No, just, no, no. Rory. Will Sugar do, Shane's gonna win. Rory will do his normal Rory, and he'll go out and shoot sixty-eight on Thursday, probably seventy-four on Friday. Make the cut about maybe one under. Go ahead and shoot like a seventy-one on Saturday. He'll be ten strokes out, and then he'll go and fire a sixty-three to make it cute on Sunday because that's what Rory does best. Um, but Rory has been playing some really good golf, all jokes aside. So that's a hell of a pick. Um, he's he's uh, he's got the power to get over the pot bunkers um, and in front of other ones in, in front of the green this week. And that's also going to be something you're going to want to see. You want a guy who can kill the ball past the pot bunkers in the middle of the fairway, but stay in front of the ones by the green. And Rory is going to have the power to do that this week. Um, he just got to avoid a big number. So he's got to avoid. He, for whatever reason, I think, oh man, I want to say it was a few years ago. I recall him having like a seven on the first hole <laughs> of an open championship going out of bounds and uh, struggling and never really like picked it up from there. But Rory is also an open championship winner. He's held the Claret Jug. So he can certainly win um, this week, no doubt. That's a good pick. It's going to be a fun tournament. Make sure you guys watch a little bit of golf this weekend. Oh, yeah. Switching uh, over. Go ahead, Dub. No, I was going to say, I love St. Andrews. Andrews. It's uh, definitely one of my favorite. It's a good one. I would take you there to shoot 135, Dub. And I would love every second of it. <laughs> I would, too. I'd love to see him tee off and end up 30 yards behind him. <laughs> well, number one, tees off, somehow it goes behind him. He'd be so many Guinnesses deep, it wouldn't matter. See, for years, all I all I tried to do was see. I, I I've kind of like fixed it a little bit because all I wanted to do was just kill the ball. So I know if you just go up there and you have patience and you just take a nice, you know, easy swing, you don't have to put so much power into it. I hit the ball a lot more straighter. So I can't wait to do this the first time, and I'm gonna record it, and we're gonna have it for the show. We're gonna we're gonna record it in a recording just so I can share it in the audio on the show. Like, all right. Dub said he doesn't have to try to kill it, and it's more straight. So let's see what it looks like on the first tee. I like it. We'll see. We'll see if Dub's practice is paying off. Doug hasn't swung a golf club in fucking two years. Is that true? <laughs> well, maybe get to the range before we do that then. Yep. All right. Uh, NASCAR last week at Hotlanta, which has become more like a super speedway than anything else. I love and, the race. Love oh, the race. It's a great race. It was great. And, you know, it was, uh, and Chase Elliott, your winner, 
first three-time winner this year. Congrats to Chase Elliott. Um, Corey LaJoy was up there. You know, it's kind of hard, though, when you don't have a Hendrick car and other car. I mean, he's still got a still a good car. He's a good driver, especially on these, like, quote-unquote, super speedways. Well, and, and that's uh, where, that's where right these there. guys – that's where these guys can run um, these guys with restrictor plates and with these cars um, very, it comes down to driver skill. Um, it's not about the car. A lot of these guys are fast here. Everyone's fast here. So it's a good thing. I mean, again, now I've seen a trend of a certain driver, which um, I'm not going to mention, um, but I've seen him doing well on super speedways who I probably am going to take for Daytona who I haven't picked yet that I've kind of been picking up on who raced well in Atlanta. But you see these guys starting to – they're figuring it out with these cars, and when they race a quote-unquote super speedway, which I think – I agree with you. I think Atlanta is turning into, especially with the new pavement, look great, by the way. Um, you know, it was a fun race. It was an exciting race. And, yeah, Corey LaJoy about had it. Um, you know, had a big run, and Chase blocked him, and Corey got up into the wall. Nothing wrong. Thought it was all clean, no issues. It's not a Ross Chastain, Denny Hamlin situation. So um, all was well. Good race. The only thing that pisses me off is that it caught Kurt Busch up in it. That was the only thing that made me mad because I'm sitting there watching and Kurt's running seventh um, with a big run. And once LaJoy wrecks, if he goes down low, Kurt's good. But of course, he came back up the track and Kurt took a big old hard lick right into him. So. Got a little unlucky there, but that's okay. Um, that's about my NASCAR has been the last couple of weeks, but I'll get back on track. But Chase wins. Um, Blaney gets gray a five, which I was kind of hoping he would win there because it's getting a little bit nervous for my championship driver here. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's far enough ahead though right now, but there's he is, like but still six or seven races left. Six, it makes me nervous. Six or seven races left, and all they need is three now, more. Now, luckily, he, um, you know, luckily he races well at Pocono in Michigan. So those are potentials. Um, and obviously, Daytona is always a potential. But if he can keep not if he can keep running top fives, it's not going to really matter unless you get um, some crazy win out there. Like they even said with LaJoy, even if he would have won, he probably wouldn't have been in the playoffs unless he kept racing well. He would have had to be. So the only way you're automatic in the playoffs of the win is if you're above top 30 in points, I found out. which I didn't know that. Oh, I thought you did know that. Yeah, no, that's how – That's how, so real quick, just for education, this has been going on for a while. That year that Kyle Busch missed the first 11 races of the year, he won a few, but he had to get to the top 30 because I'm sitting there as a Kyle Busch fan like – Somehow he's got to get in the top 30. And he, he, so he missed 11 of the 26 races, only racing 15, still got into the top 30, barely. And then, of course, won the championship. Yep. And I, so I did not realize that, or if I did, I forgot. So um, it wouldn't have quite affected Blaney as much, but still does. I mean, because if he gets up there, then that's an automatic bid in. So, but if Blaney keep racing, racing is racing the way he is and get top tens and top fives, he he'll be in. So, uh, poor Corey LaJoy, he's got uh, he is 34 44. How many, yeah, 44 points out of 30th, which it's uh, Brad Keselowski is in 30th. Great hmm. switch on teams, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he finished what 18th, I think. Yeah, Dub Adam, he finished 18th. So, yeah, Blaney or uh, Kozlowski, excuse me, um, kind of fell off there. Kind of fell off. He has two top tens this year. 
Mm. And two DNFs. Yikes. You want to be that? You want to be a grand Todd Gilliland is ahead of him in points. I like it. Go Todd Gilliland. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's just it's wild to see. Denny Hamlin right now is 19th in points, but he got a win, two wins, right? So it doesn't matter. It's just it's insane to me. And what Ross Chastain, I think, is Chase Elliott's first in points in terms of points. And then uh, Blaney's second, Chastain's third. Just crazy. Yeah, man. Chase has got 13 top tens and six top fives. Ross Chastain, this is wild. 13 top tens, 10 top fives for Ross Chastain. Very nice. I love it. I love it. I hope it comes down to it. We'll speak about that. Chastain, you know, he, he was – he hit Hamlin again, spun him out, and Hamlin's bitching. He's like, can't take it anymore. But I'm like, if you look earlier in the race, and I found the clip of it, Hamlin bumps him right in the in the quarter panel too. Same spot. Same thing that Ross did back to him. I'm like, good. He held on to it. Then he didn't. Fuck him. I'm like, I don't care. I hate Denny Hamlin. After this year, screw him. And speaking of Denny Hamlin, uh, I, I know we saw today that Tyler Reddick is going to 2311 racing in 2024. A good move for him. Um, RCR was a little salty about it, but <laughs> good, I, good that was move. great. Do you think it'll be a third team or is he going to replace somebody? Uh, no, I think they'll add a third car. They got, they, I mean, they still have, I mean, they're only racing 37 cars a week, so there's still plenty for, I think, I think 43 is their max, so they can still get cars on the circuit. Um, Michael Jordan has enough money, so they'll be able to put that car in. They won't have an issue with that. And so and obviously, Dan. he's making money. Yeah, I, I don't see Denny retiring and giving him um, that car. I think that they'll just race three is what it'll be. But it should be um, – it's a good move for Redick. It really is. I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter. But would you rather – I guess – would you rather work for Richard Childress or would you rather work for Michael Jordan? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, – <laughs> if you're in NASCAR, it's one thing. But Michael Jordan's a, a legend no matter where he goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming he's getting a pay raise. So for them and them as RCR to be mad about it or salty about it, I think it's a little bit silly. Um, I'm waiting. But I'm waiting for Dwayne to get a team. I wouldn't be surprised, man. If the, especially if the XFL works out. Yeah, he gets just, into everything. I just think it's crazy that they announced this after he wins a race. Right, <laughs> two weeks after. <laughs> Yeah, and I, th- and I think that's why um, they were a little salty there, but yeah, um, <laughs> I think that's why they're a little salty, but it is what it is, man. Yeah, nothing they, I mean, nothing you can do. Obviously worked out for him. So this week, we've got New Hampshire. Have they raced here yet this year? Nope, nope. Only time here in New Hampshire. This will be it, I think, for the year. I don't think they got another New Hampshire race. Well, I'll make mine quick and easy. I think I'm 40 points ahead of you now, Bear. Um, I'm going to take Eric Almarola. Eric Amatrola. All right. Well, it's about time for – sorry, Eric Amarola, but about time for him to blow an engine on lap one. Um, Thanks, man. You are – well, I mean, I've had bad luck the last three weeks, so it's your turn now. That's just how life works, unfortunately. Well, you know what my favorite thing is, though? I have, uh, since all the way back to after Kurt Busch – 
So Christopher Bell on, I've had those drivers in there this entire time. So these are already, these are already filled out. Like, and it doesn't even matter anymore. I can share them. Like they're already ready to go. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I go week by week. I like to see who races well and uh, who's been hot. That's why I'm not too confident about what I'm doing this week. um, Because this guy has been just racing like absolute donkey piss. Um, But I'm going to go with a guy who has some decent track experience here. He's been top 15 in all the races here. So I'm going to go with old uh, cold custard this week. Cold custard. Hopefully he can bring something around and get me a top 10 after Amarola blows an engine. Wonderful. Dub? Now Custer's going to blow an engine, but it is what it is. <laughs> so Amarola and Custer's going to blow an engine? Probably. Okay. Well, I hope uh, this guy does not blow an engine. That's uh, Alex Bowman. Oh, I thought I already took him, but apparently I did not, so I'm going to go with Bowman. He's been a little off this year, man. Been yeah. a little this year. He's in he my started final off hot. Four, so. but he's he, in my final four, too. Yeah, maybe he's – He's in my final four as well, um, <laughs> along with Kyle Larson, who also has not been racing too well lately. Um, he is, I don't know what happened. He's kind of fallen off as well. But um, he also has, he's the only other driver with 10 top fives or 10. No, wait, hold on. He has eight top fives. So he's second in terms of top fives. Yeah, I was about to say, but the last few races, it hasn't been that good for him. It's been a no. little He's, so you're right. He is struggling a little bit. Like if you look at, if you look at him where he's finished this year, 32nd at Daytona, then he won first, second, 34th, 30th, 29th, 5th, 19th, 4th, 4th, 6th, 36th, 2nd, 24th, 9th, 12th, 15th, 4th, 3rd, 13th. So he's been okay the last several weeks, but he did have a stretch there where he was 34th, 30th and 29th. Yep. Only when I pick him. Only when I pick him. Man, oh well. So we'll see what happens with NASCAR. We've got a lot of time to go, and uh, we've got the playoffs coming up here in several weeks, and it's going to be good. Well, it'll be interesting to see if we get three more wins. You think we get three more winners? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because when we get to the playoffs, we'll grab some more winners. Are you talking about three more winners? From- yeah, do you think we're going to get three? NASCAR's going to have 16 winners before the playoffs. Oh, NASCAR. Um. Oof. I think so. I think they could. Um, I think like, um, you know, I think Brickyard could be, I think Brickyard could be like a, a Almondinger, even though it won't count for shit, but it could be an Almondinger win. Um, not that that would be anything for the playoffs again, but it could. Um, and I obviously Daytona, anybody can win at Daytona. Um, you know, I think New Hampshire, um, Pocono, Michigan are probably going to be one of the bigger teams, but you never know. I mean, you could always see, I mean, Michigan could race. You get an Eric Jones to win. You could get a, uh, you know, Ryan Blaney could win there, but you still got Blaney who doesn't have a win. You got Harvick who doesn't have a win. You got big guys who don't have wins here. Austin Dillon is out there. Oh no, he did. Did he win? Did Austin Dillon win? No. Did I thought he, maybe not. No, I don't think he's won. He finished second. I was just, I didn't know he had a TV show on USA. I was watching it yeah, last night. Pretty funny, actually. Yeah, I think so too. And because um, it's him and his, his, what, his tire man? Yeah, yep. Yeah, Dylan is, has no wins right now. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, you got him. Like I said, a guy like Chase Briscoe could win at Pocon. I mean, at a Brickyard or even at Watkins Glen, even though that's like a chase track. But I mean, you got good road course drivers that could get in there and possibly steal one. So, yeah, I mean, you never know, man. It, it, there's a lot of drivers still who could win races here and the way it's been going. I mean, hell, Eric Amarola, Christopher Bell. I mean, there's, you know, there's guys out there that still got a shot. Yep. And then um, the other thing I was going to mention, too, is this is just a fun little bit of trivia as I wait for Jeremy to see if he's ready for trivia. So as we all know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal is known for his three-pointers. And uh, how many three-pointers did Shaquille O'Neal make in his NBA career? We just say this or entering it or what? Yeah, it's fine. It's only two of you. No, so we'll just say it. Uh, five. I think it's only one. Dub is correct. It is hmm. one. I thought he made a couple. I think it was early on. I think it was with Orlando. One three-pointer. Nice. Good for Shaq. Good job, Shaq. Yeah, it was uh, – he attempted 22 three-pointers in his career and got one. 1995-96 season. One for 22. Was it like a court shot or some shit? Oh, who knows? I guess, yeah, it was. No. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Against Milwaukee, turnaround jumper and a buzzer beater. <laughs> hey, blind squirrel nut, man. Damn. Shaquille O'Neal. We're wait for Jeremy to get here. Um, <clears throat> another thing that came up, I want to hear what you, you take here. This is kind of funny. It's wrestling related. So the invasion storyline is 21 years old. Oh, wait, Jeremy's ready. So hold on. We'll get back to that invasion storyline here in a second. Updated standings, Bear. Updated standings for trivia. We have Greg at 86, Cody at 46, myself at 51, Dub at 70, Parrot with 8, Brandon with 0, Shiv with 0, and Peapod with 4. All right. We are ready. Dub has been catching you here the last couple of weeks, by the way. With the U.S. Open, with the U.S. Open upon us for golf. Nope. British Open. I found <laughs> out the very first one was played in 1895. How much was the prize money for the winner of the tournament that year? Well, tells you how much I watch golf. <laughs> so we will go with it. Open though, or is it the British Open? Yeah, so the yeah, like I mean, I don't think it really matters. It's 1895. Are we talking euros here? Or are we talking American dollars? Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> let's pretend it's the U.S. Open. So it was the U.S. Open. <laughs> I knew there was a big event. I think it was the British Open, hey, though. Um, I hate to I hate to get into people's business too, but Jeremy missed another week in NASCAR, man. He may be busy, shit might be going on, so. It sucks because he was he could have had a run with those without those two misses, but it's going to be tough, dude. Like nobody's catching uh whoever would it Bemis? That's what I call him, Billy. Yeah, Son um, of a bitch. Like this week, it, you know, every he week I think a little. He, my his yeah, his buddy, his, I work with his buddy, um, and he texted him and said, 
he said, dude, he's like, you're, you got this. You're good. Cause he had LaJoy. He had everyone. And I told my buddy, I said, Hey, I said, I'm telling you, LaJoy is going to wreck. And we just need Denny to wreck. So Denny wrecks first. I was like, well, Joy's coming. And when he wrecked, I was like, Oh boy. And that took me to second. I was like, no way. Yeah. I was uh, like, when I looked at my lineup on paper, cause you know, I use racing reference. It's what I use for pretty much yeah. every week when I do. Oh, it's, a, it's a great website, by the way. It's fantastic. And so this week, and I was shocked I even had this lineup. I had Blaney, Truex, Kurt Busch, Bowman, Harvick, Keselowski. Mm-hmm. You look at that any other year, but this year, you would never be able to have that lineup. No, you wouldn't be able to fit that. No, I'm right. like, how is that? I, I looked and I'm like, hey, if, you know, they, they all did pretty well. I think Bowman wrecked out and that's what, you know, cost me. I think I finished fourth. But if, you know, Bowman didn't wreck and race a little longer, it would have been all right. But. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I told my buddy. I said, you know what? I said, I don't care. I, I got him by like 30 points, just like I did. I got you by three. It doesn't matter. As long as I'm making, as long as I'm getting more points than the guy who's leading, I'm going it, to, it's a comeback. That's how I feel. It doesn't matter if it's one. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand comebacks a comeback. Yeah. But I hate looking at your thing and I look at it and I'm like, Oh, I gained some points on him this week. Better than the last eight weeks when he just put a bigger lead on me. Dude, he's dude, dude is solid. He, um, so I have to win. To, yeah. I have to win to in order to beat him. So I haven't actually um, met him. We we chat quite a bit. We email back and forth. Um, really good dude. I guess he's in the financial world um, and a very smart dude. Loves loves to gamble though. Big sports guy. Everything too. He wants to he wants to join a baseball league next year and have me and him run a team in like a higher stakes league. So the dude don't care. He just likes to gamble. He knows a lot about sports. So um, I'm happy that someone else has some NASCAR prowess and, and likes to play. So we're going to, yep. I think next year, what we need to do is find, um, I think along with this, which I love, I think it's great for DraftKings, but I want to get like dub in and other people who don't play DraftKings and get like an actual NASCAR league um, where you pick, you get like seven drivers or whatever for the year and you can only pick four of them or whatever, something like that. There's leagues you can do. Well, that. do yeah. We, my, my dad used to have one at work. And and mm-hmm. so what they do is they, they put them in six different groups and you have to take mm-hmm. a person from each group mm-hmm. and you have them for the whole year. Yeah. So I, I want to try something like that just to get more people involved and just play like a side game, you know, same thing, 20 bucks for the whole year, something easy, but yeah, just, and, and just do however many points people. that and all you do is either you can do it where they finish and you need to have the lowest points or you do where however many points they got. And that's your points for the week. I would almost do it like we run ours right here. I love it. It's perfect. You want the least amount of points. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I don't know. Something for next year just so we can get some more people involved. But I'm going to try to get more and more um, leagues and shit like that up just for fun. Um, yeah, because what, what you could do. Money, but some money. What you could do is do like, you know, let's say it's $2 a race, you know, and it just goes to the kitty and winner take all or whatever you do, $2 a race. So you just have everybody pay you at the beginning of the year, 72 bucks, and then pay, you know, 28 bucks for the championship, hundred bucks. That's the league. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, there's so and, many. And Dub, that would be a good, worthy yeah. investment because it's 36 chances to win. <laughs> Yeah. I said either do that or I just do 20 for the whole year because I mean, you could get, I could get so many people from work to get in that too and they'd forget to play. So it wouldn't matter anyways. But I mean, you could get, 
if I could get 20 or 30 people, you're talking 400, $600 and you pay out top five or so for 20 bucks for the whole year. And that's it. And you get to just do it. That's, that's easy money right there. So yeah, something, something to think about. That's not DraftKings where people don't want to get into, which is fine. But Well, and that's what I'm saying. You, you can do that. You could do a couple of them. You could do the one that's a hundred bucks and just say, Hey, you're in every week and pick your drivers for the week and lowest score or highest score, whatever takes the win that week, you know, takes it. Let's say you get, 20 guys in it, it's 40 buck win every week. you are got a chance to make 40 bucks. You win three races, you got your money back and you made money. money. 36 chances to do it. It's pretty good. Pretty good odds. Yeah. I'll definitely have something. I'll get there. And I'll I see. like it. Yeah. I'm in, you know, I'm in whatever. Just tell me when. I want dub. In. That's I know I'm, people, I people, are, people will tell me like how much fantasy football, I'm like, don't care. It could be 500. It could be a thousand. I'm in regardless. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm already ready for fantasy football. So yeah, it'll be good. Hopefully, we got 12, but um, we should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, are we letting Juan come back? I don't know, but I think we need one more. I gotta. I haven't talked to Nate in a little bit, so I gotta talk to him and ask. We got a guy from our work um, who um, he's a Raiders fan, but he's a very good fantasy football player. So I always give him shit. I'm like, well, that's good because you can got be the guy that takes Derek Carr too early. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Yeah, he's a good dude. He'll he should be in this year, I'm pretty sure. So I think we just need one more, if I'm not mistaken. So let me know. I bet you if Parrot's in town, he might do it. He loves football. Mm. Mm. Easy win. Mm. We want we want competition. <laughs> no, he, he would actually do up. he would he'd actually do okay because he's he, gotta show up to wear that dress next week. No, he will. <laughs> If not, he's wearing it to a Willie Nelson show when Willie's 91 playing concert still. <laughs> we need you to wear this dress for the draft. Who's the six foot five hundred and twenty pound guy? Yep, Watch yep. Dress. Um Willie be like, I'll smoke too much weed for this shit. Oh if, sorry, we sidebarred. <laughs> All right, so we got to get back to the trivia question. He's mad at himself. He's going to get on and forgot to put his lineup in. He'll be ready this week after a second-place performance he had before last week. So, right, um, 1895 prize. All right, how much money was the prize in 1895? All right, I'm going to get up the old Google machine. Got to get the chat box open. All right, I am ready. 1895. Ah, this is a tough one. All right. Ready? Ready. I am ready. Three, two, one, and go. <laughs> Ten grand. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Gray and I are going to be splitting points. <laughs> I know. I almost went 100. No, no I, was like 100. 100. I was like, I'm going to say 100. I, How much? I, I almost won 25, so I was like, I think that's too low. That's got to be a good amount. 150. Damn, I should have went with 100. In cash. In cash. For the U.S. Open, he's going to ask how much the British Open champion won when we get to the U.S. Open next year. Um, all right. So give some points to uh, – how many points yeah. was it? Three for each, so. Yay. Three for me, three for Ten you. Ten grand in 1895. Jesus. I'm not a math teacher. Three-point wrestling question. Here we go. These two Canadian wrestlers defeated Show Miz on April 20th, 2010 on Raw to win the WWE Tag Team Championships. 
on. Okay. I know one of them. Who would the second one be? Ready whenever y'all are. I'm not ready yet. These are like my worst times right here was anywhere from like 08 to 2014. It's all blank. I'm good. I'm, I'm ready whenever. Let me know, Dub. All right. Three, two, one, and go. Edge and Christian, Jericho and Storm, Bret Hart and Jericho. I feel like Edge and Christian's way too obvious. But does anybody know they're Canadian? I think everyone knows they're Canadian. They might. Uh, I'm pretty sure Kurt Angle would always say they're my two favorite Canucks. <laughs> always. Might be Jericho and Edge. Well, Jarrah's show was the champs, then show Miz. That's why I think it had to be Jericho, but I don't know. I think Lance Storm was already gone by then, but I could be wrong. Maybe I get lucky. Jericho and Owen Hart. Ooh, too soon. Yeah, that's too soon, man. Jericho and Davey Hart. I was thinking like one of the Hearts. Hart Dynasty. I was going to say Tyson Kidd, but I couldn't think of who the other one was with was, him. Yeah, I was going to say... And I never thought David they Hart. titles, though, so... Kind of shocked. Huh. Nice. Well, that's good, though. Very good. So, I'm trying to... Because that's why I was trying to blank. I was blanking on... Was it 2010 <laughs> or 2011 when Bret Hart came back? Ju Young Kim will win the tourney. My great prediction will make up for tonight's botch. Have a good one. <laughs> you tell you tell Jeremy he, he should go put five bucks down on that dude because he'd probably win like 75 grand. <laughs> He's probably 50,000 to one. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man, that's funny right there. That's good, Jeremy. That's good stuff. So his odds for the what are his betting odds? I do want to know. Let's see. Check him out. Thirteen thousand five hundred odds. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Holy shit! Sixty sixty-seven five. If he throws five bucks down, let him know. What is it? $67,500. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. If you would, uh, 60, 67, 67. Tell, um, uh, tell, tell Jeremy it's January one. Is it January one? Yep. It's going to be January one. And, um, I'm gonna throw um, I'm gonna throw Ju Young Kim into a lineup right now on DraftKings just for fun.
That could be dangerous for me, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be very dangerous. Gambling, I know, especially when you can do it from your phone. Keep this up really quick so I can find them. <laughs> Jay Kim. Uh, there he is right there. Let's see. Oh, he finished third in the Scottish. I'm saying he was third in the Scottish. 23rd at the U.S. 23rd at the U.S. Okay. Okay, Jeremy. Okay. In my lineup. 65. Any $6,500? It's all coming together. Um, In our bet, put five bucks on him. Watch you in the U.S. Open. (laughs) I want you to put five bucks on five dollars of our money on this dude <laughs> um i would but i'm not gonna be in michigan so i'm not gonna be god damn it yeah i'm not gonna i gotta do some shit. all right we gotta hope he doesn't win because if he does win we're gonna be crying over our 67 grand we could have had yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah but if he does we learn for next time all right now i gotta all right now i gotta fill this lineup out have him name, tell him to name two more golfers. Say name two more golfers. <laughs> we'll see what he can get me here. For this week. All right. We'll see what he comes up with. Yeah, I'm going to fill, we're going to fill out a lineup right here on air. On air, who else is in the lineup? It's just him right now. That's it. So I'm going to get two more from Jeremy. And then we're going to fill the other three with us. Okay, Xander, I'm putting him in. I like it. He's in. I need one more. At 6,500, it leaves us a lot of room here, too. So, Sammy Burns, Sammy Burns. All right. So, we, uh, perfect. Tell Jeremy, thank you. And if I win the, let's see what the top prize in this is. Um, if I win the $2,500 top prize of this lineup this week, he will get a third of that. Twenty-five. Nice. So that's $833. Bucks. $833. Jeremy deal. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So. so let's do this then. Let's let's go ahead. So we'll each get we'll each get one. I'll just pick the last guy. Um, oh, I can afford Xander. He's already in. So we got eighty two hundred thirty three average left. So Dub, I'll let you go first, just because you're not the DraftKings guru. That'll leave me. How much you got left? Uh, average eighty two thirty three. Wait, so wait, what? So with the salaries that I have, I'm averaging eight thousand two hundred and thirty-three. Right now, fee now is eighty-four hundred, which would be a little over the average, which is fine. We can still fit other people in; it's not a big deal. So you're saying we're filling out a DraftKings lineup? Is that what you're saying? Yep, yeah, we're filling out a DraftKings lineup. And I got I got the three guys in. We got uh, Ju Young, Kim, Xander Shoffley, and Sammy Burns right now. Those are our three. We How got, much does Shane cost? Uh, Lowry's ninety three hundred. It's gonna be it's gonna be on the high end. We got to see who Dub picks first. Then we can fill in. Uh, 
I just hear, uh, there's John Daly, there's uh, Phil Mickelson, anyone playing this week. <laughs> and good. We're getting him here. Well, John, I'm going Nope. <laughs> I can hear us yeah. echoing from our what we said three. Oh, I know he's saying something. I just can't make it out. I hear John something. Jordan Speed. <laughs> Jordan Speed. Got it. <laughs> How much was Speed? He was 10 grand, so now our average is at 73. Oh, Jesus Christ. Really? Um, all right. You know what, dude? David Duvall's playing this week? Nice. How much is Tiger? Tiger is, I think, 7,700? 7,500. How much is uh, Bryson? Probably about the same. 8,100. Really? Yes. Man, we don't have a lot to work with here, do we? Well, we got, like you said, we got a seventy three fifty average. There's you said Tiger. Okay, if we took Tiger, a risk on Tiger seventy five hundred. What's that leave us? Uh, seventy two hundred. I can get someone good for seventy two hundred if you want a Tiger. Dude, I'm kind of hesitant. I'd almost rather take Bryson than Tiger. Really? I just don't trust Tiger right now. Let's see. If we take Bryson. But he's he's so much more, though. You're going to trust Bryson, who hasn't made a cut in any big tournament all year, over Tiger? Uh, Yeah, that drops us to 6,600. Oh, take Tiger. That leaves us in a a shit shamble right there. All right. I'm going to take Tiger. 7,500. So I got 7,200 left. So that leaves me with Peter Smith, Henley, Varner, Kokrak, Bradley, Boy, Ryan Fox, Victor Perez, Molinari, Gary Woodland, Ian Poulter. Bridgestone and uh, Bryson DeChambeau parted ways, by the way. Yeah, I did see that. I'm going to go with um, Russell Henley then in there. 7,200. Throw in Russell Henley. All right. So we're going with Russell Henley, Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, Sam Burns, Xander Shuffle, and Ju Young Kim as our DraftKings lineup for the podcast. And Jeremy. Done. Done and done. I like it. I think it's a good lineup. We're in. We are in like Flint. All right. So um, I was reading the thing about Vince Russo, what he had said. Talked about seeing his in-ring future. He predicted that we're going to see John Cena win a 17 championship. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
like he said, if Cena were to become the world champion again, that would be the A story. Can you give me something better than that? Right now, no. Not with Cody out. Not with people hurt. I think that is your top story. But see, like, how do you, how do you, they got to do it right, though. Because what I'm afraid that they're going to do, can you guys hear me? Or am I yep, yep. Because what I'm afraid they're going to do is it has to be soon because I don't want them. Because I got I brought this up last week. His last title reign, number 16, was only two weeks. He lost it to Bray at Elimination Chamber before uh, uh, Mania four years ago, whatever it was. So what I'm hoping they don't do is he wins it and then Money in the Bank winner comes out. If it's theory again, or still, I mean, cashes it in. And then, you know, that 17 title drain is boom, it's gone in five minutes. Because, you know, he's not going to come. It's not like he's going to have a title reign for, you know. About five minutes. So it's going to be interesting how they do it. And who they're going to have him beat. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think they're going to do it just because, um, just because. I mean, John Cena is their guy. He's their poster boy. Um, oh, yeah. It's not about Ric Flair anymore. It's about the WWE. Ric Flair had most of his stuff in the NWA and WCW, which is why that they're going to want Cena to break the record and have seventeen. Um, because he's the dude for WWE, and it's the WWE thing. That's why they'll do it. A lot of the fans are going to freak out about for no reason. Um, They're going to think it's tainted and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. But I mean, it's Vince's company and they're right. He is, he was, he's been the dude since 2004. So he deserves to have most titles. Ric Flair was the dude back in the seventies and eighties with NWA and all that, which is why he had the most. That's fine. Two different companies though. I don't know if you saw, well, I want to go back to this invasion thing. Invasion storylines, 21 years old this year. Now, before I get to the question, let me throw out some rules. All right. So you guys remember the invasion Mm storyline. All right. You cannot change anyone who was involved. Basically, you got to keep the same participants from the original story. So no Sting, no Goldberg, no NWO, no Triple H. Question is, who from the Alliance should have gotten bigger pushes and be made to be a bigger deal during the invasion angle than what they were given. Oh my goodness. I gotta think. I need to refresh. I can't go to the uh, Sean Stasiak. No. Yeah, people like Taz, CDP, Raven, Rhino, Mike Awesome.
I don't know. Those guys were not quite at the top yet. I mean, this is a tough part of the whole push, right? But I get that, like, Booker T was in the match. I still think he should have been pushed even harder. Yeah. He made it. Rob Van Dam was in the match. He could have been pushed even further. Again, he made it. Um. Maybe Canyon. Oh, better than Canyon. I know he was dealing with his shit, but Canyon was a great wrestler. They got to put Canyon. Yeah, he was. Um, I think that would have been cool if they could have kept him clean and you know all his all his stuff, and he didn't totally stay. You know, if he was out there in the closet, which I think beat him down. Um, I, and it's a lot easier said than done, obviously I'm not in his boots. It's a different industry, but yep. Do Jindrak still not Stasiak. I think he sucked. No, I I said I'm not going to Stasiak. Oh, I thought you said you wanted, I thought you said you wanted Stasiak originally. No, no. Um, Sean O'Hare, Sean O'Hare could have been another one. They kind of dropped the ball with. Oh, yeah. And um, who was uh, Chuck Palumbo? Chuck Palumbo. Instead of putting him with Billy and making them the weird gay or whatever the couple, I don't know what they were. But see, I liked I liked them as a tag team, but I I do think Palumbo should have got a push as a uh, as a single. I liked him as a tag team. I didn't like the whole story. Well, yeah, it was a little weird. So not that should, I, didn't, I just didn't, it just didn't make sense. Like the story didn't make sense. So a WWF invasion. Were you shocked that the Alliance won that match? No. Stone Cold is the leaders. Stone Cold is the leader. Not, not shocked one bit. Not shocked one bit. But, it was Stone Cold. He should, he should have never. He should have never been healed, though. Yeah. Well, that's – yeah, that's a whole I, – I think if if you heard what he said before, shake his hand, then give him a stunner and stay face, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, no, I was just going to bring up – you know, I know you, I know you said not those guys, but – I wonder what the role Triple H would have played if he didn't get hurt. If he didn't, uh, that's when he tore his quads, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. That would be interesting to think. Like, what would what would he have done? And so now Bear's back with Austin for a minute. Yep, Bear, sorry. what role do you think Triple H would have played if he wasn't hurt? Well, see, that's. I guess that's where um, I guess that's where it's a little bit interesting. On would would Austin have even turned then at Mania? This um, yeah, because you could have you could have gone that Mandy. Yeah, that, oh, brunette now. Um, no, because. That is a great question. I actually never even thought about that because obviously Triple H, Triple H is a great heel. You keep him as a heel, 
leader of the invasion, you keep Stone Cold as face of WWE in a face. That, I think, is what they should have done if he didn't get hurt. I mean, obviously, Triple H got hurt, tore his quad. He was gone for the rest of the year. Missed the entire angle. What do you do with Rock, though? He's leaving anyway. Yeah, the Rock, too. You don't get things. But Rock was, well, like I said, they they flipped. It was a double turn. So that's what I'm saying. What do you do with Rock? If, if Triple H is there, what do you do with Rock? Do you have Austin Rock after they just have a match at WrestleMania, assuming Stone Cold never turns, which keeps Rock a heel? So then is it Rock and Triple H as Team Alliance? Or does Rock then turn and become buddies with Austin? I mean, there's just so much that could happen there. It's kind of funny almost, right? Think of it this way. With, if you go back, with Triple H doing the curtain call, he made Austin, right? Right. Yep. Uh, Austin won King of the Ring, obviously, rocket ship, best ever. And then he gets hurt and kind of fucks Austin, not in a sense, but Vince needs another heel. It's not The Rock, because, yeah, Rock's going to leave eventually. So let's make Austin a heel. Doesn't work. Was shit. Should have should have kept Kurt Angle as heel, in my opinion. Kurt Angle was a great heel. Uh do you think do you think Triple H is in the top three greatest seals of all time? Yes. Yeah. I agree. He had somebody that I mean he's a fantastic face too with DX and heel DX too, but he's, he's also a better heel. He's a better agreed, hundred percent. He's a great face, but he's a even better heel. He would be number three. It would have been who's two one. It would have been Hollywood Hogan. Um, and then heel flair. I still think flair was a better baby face, but heel flair back in the seventies and eighties of all time. And then triple H and you got to think, obviously their good heels would have been, you know, like iron Sheik or Harley race, but Harley race trained triple H. So yeah, that's why I put him above Harley. That's what's wild. You know, like Hogan is one of the greatest faces of all time, you know, face of the eighties, of course, and uh, maybe a hair into the 90s. But, um, you know, Austin's the greatest face of all time. And um, but but Hogan's up there, obviously, for the 80s, 90s, lead into lead into you got rock was also great. Austin was great, of course, seen John China. Um, but yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood Hogan was just so good because it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. And just I mean, and he did it great. And, you know, like, um, who was it? Who Jericho talks a lot about that. He says it's so much easier to play a heel than it is to play a face. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because a lot of those guys are natural heels. Yep. I mean, that's what they. that's just what they are. They're natural born heels. I mean, it's hard to be a heel in real life and then play a baby face. Yep. That's why that's it's what, so easy for Randy Orton. Oh, to play a heel, yeah, because he looks like a dick. He was, he wasn't, he was, he is a dick. Yeah, (laughs) that's why it's so easy for him to play a heel. That's why, yeah, that's 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 why it's, I mean, a little bit fun, but and there's guys who can play both really good. I thought Kurt Angle was a great baby face and a great heel. Same with Undertaker, I think Undertaker is a great baby face and a great heel. Yep. No, there were some guys who just couldn't do it. Just 
just couldn't. Rock, great baby face, great heel. Fantastic. But The Rock also is, you know, the best actor in Hollywood as well. So he can do both easily. And then The Rock, though in real life, is a true baby face, which is great. You know, nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Anything for everybody. But probably was a better heel just the way he talked. Sorry, I'm, I'm so distracted by Mandy, and I know we got to wrap this episode up. And um, yeah, try not to ruin your pants over there. <laughs> oh, they ain't going to be ruined. The um, damn, got me all flustered. So, two, a few things here. It is, uh, we're recording on the 12th, so the 14th. This comes out on July 18th, the premiere of uh, The Capitan. Well, Captain Derek Jeter uh, is going to be on ESPN. And then all, got, you got one episode for each gift basket he gave out or what? I think they're going to talk about the gift basket. I hear he did. You didn't hear about it. Yeah. He accidentally, he accidentally gave the same, he gave the same one to the same chick. Did he? Oh, I didn't read into that. Did oh, he really? Yeah, there was, it's something that came out and I'm pretty sure it was from that documentary, but yeah. So um, the first time that he had relations, he gave her the gift basket. And I guess a couple of years later, it sounded like it was two or three. She came back. And he gave the same gift basket that she got the first time. I mean, same stuff, not obviously the same exact one, but the same stuff the second time around, not realizing he's already had relations with this lady. Fucking hilarious. Oh, God. Can't wait to see it. Hilarious. And then uh, I don't know if you've seen this, Bear. I know you're a Taco Bell guy myself, too. Uh, imagine actually burnt down. What? Yeah. One near my house. Well, I didn't burn down, but it caught on fire, so they gotta redo everything. It's closed temporarily. So the explain this to five year old you. Big cheese it tostada is now testing in Irvine, California. I oh. saw that, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm 100 probably in the minority of the world. I'm not a cheese it fan. I think they're overrated. You got to get the extra toasty. It's the only ones I like. The toasted white cheddar. They're probably the only ones I'd eat. Regular. I like the white cheddar too. I don't think they're that good. It's got to be the toasted cheddar, not the regular. I think the regular ones taste like cardboard. Just my like opinion. So honestly, even if this does come our way, and I am a huge Taco Bell mark, 100%, probably one of the biggest in the world, that I will not try. And also the Mexican pizza is overrated too. So if you're a real Taco Bell fan, you don't like Mexican pizza. You're you're. I- or if you think Mexican pizza is good. I 100% agree with you. Um, as we on this show. Never gotten the Mexican pizza. Good. It's overrated. Don't, Don't it's get not it. not good. Not that great. As we end this, and thank all our people, Wes Anderson, All Work Clothing, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com, Sparty Steve, and Crandall's Quality Landscaping. I'm going to leave you with this before I give the uh, hurrah goodbye. What is better? Tony Paco's? Or Rudy's? Rudy's. 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 As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Now, if Taco Bell brings back the rolled chicken tacos, we're in business because those motherfuckers, whew, that's top notch. No, Rudy's all day. My dad, me and my dad always just go to Rudy's. Love it. Mm-hmm.